You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. They had 10 seconds. He counted you down too fast. I know. He gave you... The 3 2 1 when it was actually 13 12 11. He doesn't want me to win. He doesn't want you. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Great energy over there from the birthday boy. Terrible energy over here. I feel like this podcast benefits from a yin and yang. That's situation. true. You, you think so? Yeah. Brandon's excited. Obviously, it's his own birthday, which is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> that Brandon, is, are you that is embarrassing. Happy oh, for my man. Own That's so <laughs> embarrassing. Do we, do we have eight candles for him to blow out? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is my last one that I can celebrate in good faith. <laughs> How old are you? 29. No, no, no. You can celebrate the next one. No, no, the no, next no. one is the big one. No, no, no. You're actually eight years past that. <laughs> Nobody cares. No. Actually, it is true. 21. <laughs> 21. Big time birthday. 30, I think, is a big one. 30 is a big one. But 30 is not a celebration. 30 is... No, it's not. No, it's not. 30 is not old, man. 30 was old back in like the 80s or 70s or 50s, you know, back when it was like you see pictures of people. That is the greatest thing if you watch like an old... Or you look at just old sitcoms or something and it's like the Patty Duke show and the parents are like (laughs) 100 years old and they're like 27. (laughs) Exactly. That is totally (laughs) right. 30 nowadays, very young. You could still celebrate it, but every birthday after that, absolutely miserable. My mom texted me this morning to tell me she didn't get me anything. (laughs) Well, I mean, what do you want, though? I know. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for anything. For love, just the one time. No, I know better than that. Okay, good. Yeah, Come on. yeah no receipt right there. It's just true. The older it gets, like, what do you want for your birthday? To be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. No, here's how it goes. You're like, when you're young, everything is made for you, and everything's cheap, so you yeah. get everything for the most part. That's true. GI Joes. That's true. Hot Wheels. Then, as you get older, all of your wants become too expensive to ask for. That's so that's true. So yeah. true. <laughs> that's and then you point. stop wanting anything at all. Yeah, yeah. that's so great. What do you Thanks, want? Guys? A couch? Can you like yeah, a new yeah, yeah. couch? You're like a mortgage. Can Lumbar I have a mortgage? Yeah. A couch is a great one. Like you do want a couch. Sure. A good do. couch would make a big deal. Um, guys, I got Eric Weedham with me. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, very excited to be here. Hear that it's Brendan Vogt's birthday. Looking forward to celebrating that all day long. I haven't stopped thinking about it since I found out when he himself said happy birthday to himself in our company Slack. It is funny that it fell on a Tuesday, though. Like, I know, not much to no, that. What can you do? It's like far enough away from last weekend that you can't yeah. do it. It's far enough away from the upcoming Taking weekend. the upcoming weekend off. <laughs> so you're doing it in the next one. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, and then Brendan Vogt. I will say, I do like that you wore a, uh, especially for on the camera, a skin-colored shirt. Thanks. Because like, if you just glance, it looks like you're shirtless. Yeah, we've been over this before, actually. You've worn that shirt? I have. Did I make that same comment? Yep. <laughs> I, I hope That's exactly how it went. I, I hope I, there's nothing I hope more than one day you look in the mirror and your your skin looks as wrinkled and baggy as this shirt does. And you're like, am I wearing a shirt? I don't look well. What are we talking about today on the show? The this. Oh right. Uh, we're talking about a variety oh. of things. This is a little bit of a variety show because I, I kind of we we've been doing some like season recap stuff. We've been doing some different topical. Th- obviously, Jokic won the MVP. There's like some little random things I just want to talk about. I just want to discuss. Okay. I want to belly up to the bar here and just right. uh, have a little bit of bar talk. Let's use our platform, huh? Yeah, Let's right. use our platform to do that. First thing I want to talk about, though, I mean, the NBA playoffs are in full swing. Mm. I'll be honest, man. Swing? I, if you ask me, like, of all the sporting events I'm watching right now, what am I most tuned into? Abs. Of course. Like, I, I'm just like, I, the abs are so fun, especially because they just <laughs> they just dominate. I mean, what did they score a goal in the first, like, three minutes of every single game in the first, first round? It's not, usually, if you're, like, not a hockey guy, like I am not, you're like, all right, well, first period, fill them out. You know, no shots on goal. Second period, we'll start to get into it. No, abs are, like, 
first 20 seconds it's like seven shots on goal so i'll tell i'll tell you i'll tell you quickly i as you know i've i've said this many times before i used to be a bigger abs guy than i am currently oh, yeah, yeah. that's wild to me yeah uh and the way that it happened was that i followed a successful cup run yeah and once that happens and once you actually see because the abs right now have started off like they have every season for the it's last so true three seasons where they just run run rough shot over the first yeah. round and it's like oh man this team's never gonna lose another game and then they just run into an absolute buzzsaw in the second round um but so if we're able to see like the, the stanley cup playoffs are as arduous a tournament as any that you'll ever witness because of the just how absolutely random hockey is yeah so the abs are gonna like go through some tough times coming up here and it's fun to like you go i mean you, you know what it's can like, i right? tell you though like <laughs> when you're not as emotionally invested like look if the abs lost i would be disappointed but i don't think i would lose sleep over it you know it's just like my emo- level of emotional investment that i have in it unlike where with, with the nuggets where it's like man like you're thinking about it every single second or, or, sure. or this or that i gotta say i'd prefer they win seven to one every game it's like there's nothing, for me the most fun yeah. I can have right now is not in good hockey. It's in like, oh, let's get another one of those fun goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm at. I had a very strange parlay last night. Live bet Avs while they were tied and Warriors down eight to Memphis in yeah. the first quarter. Oh, yeah. I went on a real roller yeah. coaster in that one, dude. That yeah. third period and fourth were fun. Uh, but I am obviously watching the NBA playoffs because I just love basketball and, and there's a lot of interesting things going on yeah, there. I guess so we should. Yeah, so we should talk about this. So I want to talk about some of the takeaways we have um, from the playoffs so far. First, a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about the guy missing from the playoffs this year, LeBron James. I had to remind you that because you didn't even think about it. We've so little thought about LeBron James. That's going to be segment two. But first, just the playoffs, like the NBA playoffs. Um, I'll start with you, Vote. What are some of like, your big takeaways from the playoffs? Every year you learn something about the league, the direction of it, or this or that in the playoffs. What, what are some of those things for you so far? Or things that are catching your attention? Well, I definitely want to double down on the parody thing, which I think yeah. we all felt like we were moving in that direction. And, I and love this. The Suns, who were the best regular season team, 2-2 right now. So you're not really looking at any team thinking... like There were a lot of years where some of those teams, particularly those Golden State teams... It's like, well, I guess I hope they miss a shot. I mean, I don't know. Right. But right now, it does sort of feel like every team has its has its flaws. Uh, right when you feel ready to crown a team kind of invincible yes. and having turned a corner, the next game seems to go real differently. So this is great stuff. I'm just really enjoying... I, I think right now, people don't know who's going to win this tournament. They really don't. Yeah. And in, in a way that was kind of true last year, is particularly true right now. And I just, I like that direction for the league. Yeah. So I want to build off of one thing you said rather than throw to Eric here. I want to build off, maybe you could come <laughs> yeah. and talk. Yeah. Good save us all, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. He's in a mood today. Too. You're talking about the Phoenix Suns because to me they were the juggernaut. Like them and the Celtics, but the Celtics felt more like we haven't seen them do it for long enough. The, the Suns have been good now for two full seasons. Correct. What's interesting, that series is the one that maybe I have the strongest opinions on because they got lost big in game one. They got blown out and humiliated in game two. Like, if you stopped it after game two, like, if you just looked at the takes, it was like, this is headed for a sweep or maybe a gentleman. Maybe the Suns let their foot off the gas. An interesting thing happened. A couple interesting things happened, but one interesting thing to me, and that is that Luka got off ball just a little bit more. He still dominates, but it was one of those things where it's like, maybe it's best if our best player doesn't doesn't have the ball every single possession for 20 seconds. But more to the point... It makes me think of last year. Nuggets get blown out in game one. Get blown out in game two. Guess what you couldn't do? Go to anyone else. Like you just there was no option of like, well, Will Barton, put Yoke in the corner. We're gonna use him as a decoy or this or that. Um, but it does if you have Jamal Murray, it does do this. And I watched that series and I go, Man, if you watch games one and two, you thought Dallas has no hope in this series. It's amazing how you could put pressure on a team and all of a sudden an entire series changes complexion. That to me is like one of my big takeaways here is all these invincible teams, invincible teams, the last two seasons, full seasons and playoffs have been defined by teams not being whole. When you see even a – Dallas is a good, not great team in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even a good, not great team gets to challenge them on their terms and all of a sudden things go so differently. Yeah, it is funny, like getting just Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Jalen Brunson. You get one running mate, it changes the entire thing. I mean, that, I like uh, Jalen Brunson, though. You I said that too. a little too this Mrs. Week, because I think he's actually good. Okay, whatever. But he's not a star, right? He's, he's not, not a star. Yeah, he's not better than Jamal Murray. He's no, better than Jamal Murray. Oh, no. Um, so it, it is nice. When, I mean, that first, that second game was so unwatchable. Like, watching Luka oh. just 
go ISO on every play. I, I mean, I was putting stuff up like what it must be like to be his teammate at that time. Yeah. You're just standing in the corner like, all right, can you just like make a noise when you're done and we can run down to the other side? Just as soon as you're done shooting, like, just, I, like throw your hands in the yeah, air. Yeah, just like make a because you know? I don't want to open my I want to close my eyes during this time. If that's cool. <laughs> um, for me, I just think that the Warriors are back. Like when, when I'm watching this, like I, uh, I, I do. Uh, they, uh, I was, I call, I, I expected that Memphis series to be a sweep by the yeah. Warriors, and it, it's going to be a gentleman sweep. Right, um, and it was only not a sweep because of some late heroics. Yeah, um, but I'm, I just mean like I think that the the Golden State Warriors are going to run through the league. Man, we'll we'll debate that next here. But I do want to stick. Do you have just kind of the thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? Because the Phoenix Suns have looked like juggernauts, man. They've smacked everybody outside of the Warriors. The Warriors are the one team that psychologically that's, is out there. I'm, I'm saying, like, I but, watched them in the regular season when they went up and they were at both they, at full strength, and that yeah. was that was an absolute battle. It was a battle that the Warriors the aren't at full Warriors strength won. though. Hold on, I'm gonna and we'll get back to why well, they're not. Phoenix hasn't been quite where they were defensively right. in this postseason. Part of it is the adjustments you mentioned, and by the way, you know. These last two years from the Denver perspective, just so handcuffed in that, yeah, if you were limited to one guy, you might take Jokic offensively ahead of anyone in the league. But even in that scenario, you never just want to be limited in right, that way. Right. You need to have other you need to have other ways to turn. But I have, I Phoenix to me in the regular season looked like a team that had figured modern basketball out. Right. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. You couldn't make them do anything else. And you're right that this series Two games in, it looked done. It looked like the series I wanted to watch the least. I still think uh, it's done, though. Maybe, maybe, but... Maybe. Here's the thing about Phoenix, though. They haven't been tested. They remind say. me so much of the Warriors in 2015, where they were both very good, but also just didn't get punched in the mouth because nobody right. was good enough to do it. And I think that this year, for the last two years... Last year, no, no question. Lakers. Hobbled LeBron, lost Anthony Davis. Couldn't test them. Nuggets. No Jamal Murray couldn't test them. Then they get to the Clippers, right? You just kept going against teams that were missing key guys yep. all the way up until they got to the, the Bucks. As soon as they got punched, what happened? They lost four in a row. Yep. And I just look at it and I think maybe they are better than this. Like sometimes teams learn. I actually think championship teams, especially first time champions, they don't become champions until the playoffs. Meaning they don't become the best version of themselves until they get that test. Yes. Right. And this is what's happening, I think, with the Suns right now. So you say you still think it's over. I think logic tells us that's probably right on talent. But the thing is, is one, Chris Paul has a 17-year reputation in this league of being the exact guy <laughs> that when this moment happens, he just loses it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, one yeah. of it, he's so like intense, yep. and that intensity is really good when the stakes are medium. Because it's like, okay, everybody responds to it. But then all of a sudden when the stakes are really high and everybody's tense, his little yelling at everyone just is like, you shut the F up. Why don't you play a little better defense? Yeah, they're like, stop trying to hug my mother. Yeah. But also like. <laughs> well, not touching that one. <laughs> well, that turns out that's what you're hey, supposed to do. Look, maybe the rest of the context for that interaction was that Chris Paul was having a stinker and they were down and it was late. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I'm know what he did or didn't hear. One. But I... I do think there's something to that. I was going to say that as well, that we haven't seen how they respond when it gets tight. We don't know what it's like for them to tighten up. Chris Paul has looked fallible. Every other night, he's also looked awesome, but we're seeing... Yeah, man. I don't know. They look. They have the they point cracks portal. in that armor, right? Well, this is, that's what, well, of course, and this is what's funny. This is what's both great and not great about the Suns. I don't think, outside of the first round, I don't think they'll have the best player in any series they go up against. Like, if they go up against the Warriors next one, it'll be Steph Curry. You got this one. You could argue this one they do. Actually, no, Luke is the best player in the series. I'm sorry. They don't have it even in this one. And then, obviously, if you make it to the finals, likely you're either going to be playing a Giannis or an Embiid or maybe even a Jason Tatum, who I would put, like, Jason Tatum at least right there with their guys. So they're not. The thing is, they're going to have the best third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best players on, on their team. And that's why they've had Aiton win them a game. They've had Chris Paul win them a game in this playoffs. They've had Devin Booker win them a playoffs. And those things are all huge. But guess what? This is where the Michael Porter dream really comes into play. We've seen Jokic win them playoff games. We've seen Jamal Murray win them playoff games. If you just get one... Like, the, was it game one or two that the Suns got in this series where it was Aiton? He was, like, freaking un unbelievable. If you just get one game in a series where Michael Porter actually wins it for you, not contributes you to winning. You expect him to help contribute every game. But if you just have one game where it's like, yeah, that was the game Michael Porter went 8 of 10 from 3. 
And, and they won that game, even though Jokic was a little off and Murray got in foul trouble. Yep. They still won it because Michael Porter was 8 of 10. Game 6, right, against Portland is the closest we yeah. have. <sighs> I, it definitely felt that way to me. Yeah. It definitely felt that yeah, way. Yeah, uh, was it game 6 or game 5? I don't know. I, I think be. it might have been game 5. The, the Jokic assist to the corner, Porter yes. puts it away, but he was like, I think he was like 10 of 12 in that game. He had a huge Although, first half. I will say, that game, quiet. as good as it was, not quite what I'm talking I, about I here. Mean. Like I still yep. think Porter has another level to him. I know what you mean. It is. It's just the 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 thing that we have to return back to every single time. And when you look at other teams, like what learnings you can have from them, and it's like you just need a lot of options. Like you just need to have more than one guy doing everything. The Denver Nuggets, like the Denver Nuggets, have been, you know, have exited in disappointing fashion two years in a row. There's one common denominator uh, unifying yeah. those two years. Uh, it is that Jamal Murray was not a part of either one of those playoff runs. Um, very important piece of the team yeah. um, in more ways than, than we can even probably quantify. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, this is the purgatory concept. It's just, it's just like, okay, how critically can we look at this team right now? Like, can we? It, I mean, I guess you have to because that's just the exercise of watching an NBA team and analyzing what it is you're being given. Can that, that squad that you're seeing on any given day, you know, perform and can they solve the uh, chess match that can be an NBA game but really at the end of the day it's like man this in the long form view of the Denver Nuggets it's just these last two seasons have been about Jokic getting his flowers his ascension to becoming a not from a demigod to a full-blown god or just mm, god full-blown god not a god just god I, I guess you don't have to have the the for that um also full-blown always reminds me of, yeah for I some reason of aids yeah it sure does it's the only context I how are you how are you comfortable diving right into aids yeah. but not talking about <laughs> chris paul's mom being hugged well, yeah. well because it's what one's more recent the other one's a little i more see AIDS, aids are over it's usually the precursor you're to. right there are certain terms although those two things are not inextricably linked okay. just fyi right. full-blown can be used for a full no any number of things all right um like a full-blown hug on chris chris paul's mom <laughs> as an example an unwanted <laughs> full-blown hug I, we need more context to that i'm not saying i don't know who heard what i would be upset too if i heard my family was involved but it is really funny how everyone Half oh, raised dude. their pitchforks and they went unwanted hugs. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't well, because like when you well, hear the yeah, Adam said this one out. Yeah, I'm him? like, I'll let you guys handle this. So one. when I, when you I hear the don't phrase, have enough information. When you on hear this the one. phrase, put hands on, and the stakes are like way too high for me to like make light of this thing. Put when when you hear yeah, put you hands on somebody, put hands on my mother. I'm like, oh, like. I know. Put hands on you know like the first Curtis time I, Blades. Yeah, you know the first time I ever heard put hands on the person? I remember the moment very vividly. Was this about AIDS? It was not that. <laughs> okay. It was, it, it was the J.R. Smith popcorn oh. incident. Ah. Kenyon Martin is oh the first person I ever heard say, I will put hands on him. That was his retort when he went to his car. He yes. said, tell me who it is. I will lay hands on him. And I kept thinking like, like a pastor. <laughs> right, like I will, I like will heal him. I will grant him yeah, safe not passage. Quite like that. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. quite like that. All right, we got to hit our first break. I was uh, also joking too to the huge Chris. Vote, are you ready for the break? Apologies. Yeah, I am actually. Um, so we're gonna hit our first break. On the other side, we're gonna continue. <laughs> There's other takeaways that we need to get to from the playoffs, as well as discuss LeBron James. Not needed. <laughs> not needed. Not missed. Yeah. And these playoffs. need not apply. Breaking Rings Brewery is the official the beer of DNVR. Beers are on tap. Regular seltzers are being. I can hear you. I'm still doing the read. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Beers on tap and regular seltzers are being sold in the bar. You guys know we love our Breck beers at DNVR. Have you heard about the score two for a brew with the Avalanche Amber Ale deal? What's better than the Avs scoring two goals in the first period? How about a free beer, Eric? On oh, game days, man. start your Avs game with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar or restaurant and save that receipt because if the Avs score two or more goals in the first period, Breck Brew will pay for your beer. Just upload your receipt to breckbrew.com. And whether you're looking to have an avalanche, a Mile High City Capalaga, a Strawberry Sky, it doesn't matter what you're trying to have. Uh, if you want to know where to find it, use the Breck Beer Locator. It's a really convenient tool that tells you where, where the beer is. That sounds cool, right? That is yeah, cool, bro. I think we're all on the same page about Hell that. Hell yeah. I use the eBird app. It tells me where all the <clears> birds <throat> are located. It's like the... Uh, 
beer oh, locator for birds. I just, I, Brandon, please, <laughs> please proceed. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. That's the National Basketball Association. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. I did a little bit of that uh, last night. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. <laughs> right now, all customers can place the Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Great job. All right, we'll get back here uh, into some more playoff takeaways. Um, you mentioned the Warriors. Here's the thing about the Warriors and why I'm not convinced that they are ready for, for number one, I don't know how well they're going to defend at the top levels. I mean, let's be honest. That they, they, I, I, this is my take, my official take on, on that Nugget series. They surprised Denver with that lineup in games one and two, bludgeoned them. After that, Denver caught up to them in the series in games three, four, and five. With Each game was separated by one possession. Like they, they came down very, very close. It ended up going 2-1 against Warriors' favor. But again, Denver very shorthanded. The fact that they beat Denver in those games, the version of Denver that was out there, not that impressive. Guess what? The Grizzly series has looked the exact same. Yep. Very, very close. Now, here's where the Warriors deserve an enormous amount of credit. They are tried and true. They yep. know how to close. Yep. The game gets close, and there's. An, I don't think it's a coincidence. That's why I don't want to totally just dismiss, like, oh, it was a coin flip game. They win the coin flip games more often than most teams do. They're not coin by flips. the way. By the way, Phoenix Suns do as well. They have this, what, 51-0 record when they're leading going into the fourth. That's not an bad. impressive and meaningful record. Um, but nonetheless, I'm still saying that I do, this Warriors team is not like those previous ones where they were like, oh, my God, they're <laughs> smacking the hell out of everyone. And more importantly, they do not. They no longer have a defensive lineup. They I, just I don't. Gary Payton was the only guy they could plug in around their core members that made them a defensive lineup. Now you look at it and you're like, who is it that they're going to go to, Damian Lee? Like they don't have guys that they don't have the options now, and they're going to need that when they face Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Should they face those guys? Because that's a team that has two of that ilk that can punish them, and I just don't see it happening. So that's why, to me, I, 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 I and also you could say the same thing about the Celtics. By the way, they're going to need more guards um, to, if they were to go that far. So to me, I think they're really good. But they just have the weaknesses now. Everybody has weaknesses, though. That's the thing. Is that in their right. their I like strength, that, though. <clears throat> well, I we're not saying what we feel about it personally. I'm saying like I believe that the Golden State Warriors have the fewest weaknesses, or at least the strongest strengths, to counteract any weaknesses that they have. I just I, I'm watching them do to the Memphis Grizzlies, who were great all season long and they are doing exactly to them what they did to the nuggets like you're saying that is you know a way to sort of like uh undermine what it is that they're doing but I, I to me it's just that they are good enough to go off in ways where they can uh just stagger their uh, opponent and then whether or not the opponent comes back at the end of the day it's always steph Always have Steph there to close the door. He was, by the way, not coin flip. By the way, he was spectacular, and this needs to be said because this really is like fair or not. The Warriors were bad. That was a terrible game yesterday. I was watching mostly Aspen. Every time I flipped the door, I was like, "Good God, this game sucks." Yeah, but. It was terrible until the fourth quarter when Steph Curry made every shot he put up. And this right. is the big they, thing. They, and like we've seen Yoke do it and this or that. But it is impressive there that that is. was a team that was like, okay, this is the point where we have to be locked in. And they just, they, they were so locked they, in. That's, what, that's who they are. Yeah, they, like could they be feeling pressure at this, with all they've been through together as a group? No. Or are they just like things click? Okay, we know what They're to like, do They're like, oh, together. it's time to win now. And yeah, then they it just does win. Feel that way. Like that, that's what the Warriors would do. They would go, they'd have two quarters where you're like, oh man, this team is mortal. And then the third quarter happens, you're like, uh, why are we playing this? Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> we're down with 50 points. I don't like, think they're that good. Though. I do agree with Adam with the defensive stuff. And I think a big part of it is that's where Clay is not Clay anymore to me, right, coming back yeah, from these injuries. Sure. You know, he's he is that. He also has the same green light that he's always had, but like right now, it, it should probably be more of a yellow light. <laughs> Can you? Uh, whatever. I don't want to. What? What were you gonna say? 
just like they, I know Denver's defense was so bad, but they also hit everything they put up in those first two games. It's might just, be yeah. a little more connected. Might not. Though, I, I know, know that sometimes it's connected because they didn't make them uncomfortable, but they also shot like forty five percent uncontested. Anyway, yeah, it's over. Because they're the Warriors. But a big part of it is that Clay is you can't just throw Clay on on elite guards necessarily. Like he, guys are turning corners on him now, and so I think that is true. I do, uh, but I also I think Eric's onto something with the idea that there are a lot of groups that are still sort of figuring out who they are, how they react in this environment, and Golden State tried and tested, right? Yeah. So it's interesting, and nonetheless, just like looking at those those teams and kind of wondering. One thing I wanted to talk about, though, was LeBron James hasn't been in this, and I think it's been freaking unbelievable. Oh, it's a breath he, of fresh air. Here's the thing. LeBron has – he dominates the conversation in the NBA. He really does. It's the easiest – like, if you think about what gets people's attention – it's things that make you angry or polarize you. So it's like there are two sides to this. Anything, yep. anytime, if you create a uh, a conversation that has twelve sides, people are too confused. Like I don't know. There's too much nuance here. I don't know. <laughs> That's which side am I on? A two party system here. Yeah, you just need that. Well, I'm saying so like a three, a third option. Yeah, this is too no, much. Thank you. Is it more this or that guy? It's like it's a third direct. No, what, what, where is he on the binary scale? No, but this is how it is, and LeBron is the ultimate guy of this. Like, it's so easy to be like, are you pro or anti-LeBron? And then we can form every narrative around there just goes into the, like, are you on this side of that side of the LeBron debate? He hasn't been there. And I think the NBA, and in particular their media partners, have really struggled with the LeBronlessness of this entire season. I think it's part of why the MVP conversation has been so toxic, is we've always had the, like, top dog versus everyone else, and we just don't have that right now. But... LeBron being gone to me, you mentioned the first thing you said vote was, oh, the parody. It just seems like we don't know who's going to win. I think everybody actually loves this. Oh, definitely. And I think this is what LeBron represents is over the last seven years, he's tried to stack the deck so that it's always him versus the field. And I think this is the first time when we're like, wow, there is no one versus the other. It's now like eight got eight different well, groups yeah. going at it. And it's really actually refreshing once you stop to think about it well it's funny because i mean you're presenting that like it's a systemic change but it's really like he's just that goddamn good he's just like who he, lebron james is good enough that he can change the landscape of the nba uh all i the strong, time. strong by, disagree by his simple presence he's able to get people to i mean there are players that are I mean, Kevin Durant does not have the gravity that LeBron James does. Uh, well, Nikola Jokic does not have the he gravity a, he that did LeBron a worse, James does. Well, they both did a really bad job this year of building their teams. To me, this is the thing about LeBron. It doesn't take anything away from it. It's really hard to be on a title contender for 20 years. It's really hard. Totally. Unless you create that contender and just jump from city to city doing it, which is what he learned. He's like, I can go to Miami and have a free right, window. But, uh, we just I go watched... back to Cleveland. And have. But my point on this is... The reason the the reason I'm disagreeing with you on this is because we could, see, it, yeah. we could see Giannis do this. Like we could see Giannis win this year and next, or contend this year and next, and then be like, man, you know what? The Bucks cap sheet's a little effed. I'm gonna go to Golden State, open it up for another couple windows, and then we'd be sitting here talking about, man, Giannis ran the league for ten years. I just yeah. well, I don't to know. me that's I, the that's the window dressing to LeBron that's been lifted a little bit. He's a great great player, but I think his championship, not even wins, just his contention would have been significantly less assured. If it wasn't a constantly stacked team. Right, right. But again, like Kevin Durant just attempted this. It's, it's not just like... He did a bad job of it. Yeah. So did LeBron. Well, yeah, but LeBron was able to do it. And he, it wasn't like he was just getting always elite talent around him. There were a lot of times where it was like Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, the common denominator there. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it, you know, it's, it's like, oh man, I'm glad the league finally stopped with all that LeBron stuff. It's just like, no, he's just, he, his time has passed. Like, that's what's happened. Like, he, it's, he's just not as good that as That last he part was. I'm not so sure about. I, I agree not. with Eric. I mean, like, we can say the stack the deck thing and everyone can try, but there were also years where it was just him and Jeff Green and you know yeah. and like they still <laughs> went to the finals because lebron Which was now that. we know is and, and, amazing that you can go to the finals with jeff green yeah that's <laughs> impressive it is unbelievable jordan clarkson we should give uh, yeah we should <laughs> i'm not trying to take anything away from lebron what, what i'm saying i get what you're saying well what, what i'm just saying is that we're seeing the parody that i think oh, always great. existed minus the one yes, super that's team the that's point yes, the deck. Precisely. and now you're take that out and yes. all of a sudden it's like look at all of these interesting styles and personalities and this or that and while the league, I think, struggled for the longest, I do wonder if the league's media partners are looking at, one, ratings are up for this playoff. I, I was just going to say that. Yep. I wonder if they're looking at this and going like, were we wrong that we needed to talk about LeBron all the time? I think we're talking about the basketball as much in this playoff run as I can remember. Yeah. There is a lot. There is some stuff with the 
the Golden State Memphis series, you know, and referee, you know, coaches talking about referees. Oh, yeah, we're talking about referees a lot, for sure. But there's a lot of how do these matchups play out, and a lot of that is driven by the fact that we have more to talk about because conclusions don't feel foregone, and I think that's, that's huge. I also think that the biggest threat to this wave of parody in the last two, three years was what the Brooklyn Nets tried to do, and it's such a gift. I don't take it for granted that that thing flamed out in spectacular fashion, at so least bad. to date, at least to date, that they did not get to represent that super team and that it almost feels like, in a way, maybe the league has sort of passed that formula by a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. And if any of the media members are wondering if you've been covering the league wrong, let me assure you, yes, you have. <laughs> you've been doing it so wrong for so long in such a spectacularly disastrous way. Well, um, it's funny that Nick Wright is like the number one guy on this because he's the biggest LeBron guy, right? Because I think in Nick Wright, first of all, I don't think he's earnest. I just this is why I don't get him. bothered by him. Everybody wants to yeah, go at him all the time. Not. I don't think he's earnest. This is a wrestling heel. He just knows the wrestling formula of this of where do I create the hardest take mm-hmm. that I could argue the easiest, and then people are going to get so riled up over it. But I think where that where that job is made easier is when you do have the singular guy. Like I could say it's LeBron's league. He's the best player. Everybody's chasing him. And then when they win, you, that's the, it's nothing is better than when you could say, why did Jordan win in 96? He wasn't going to let his team lose. It's after the fact it's true, but there, you, you erase every other context. You're just like, he just was the best guy and he refused to let anything else happen. It's like, okay, we don't need part two of the story. We already yeah. have the only part that matters. Yeah. When you take that away though, then it be, now you have to get into the nuance. We suck at it. And now, like, you get this chaos. And this but here's the thing is that, like, they understand, everyone understands how to talk about other sports in a way that is not the way that the NBA talks about its sport. They are able to talk about teams and right. storylines and actual play uh, yeah. and, and actual rivalries that, are, that appear and things that are not, like, so sophomoric and so juvenile. I hate, I hate the NBA. It, I cannot stand <laughs> the NBA. But I love the Nuggets and Jokic more than I love anyone on this earth. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. Can I? Can the Nuggets move to a, a Euro League or something? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Do you think the league belongs to any individual, or is it like, is there a new wave that's coming through right now? Like, where where is the league right now? Because you have some different generations vying right now. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. First of all, we got a back to back MVP that a lot of people are reluctant to even put in that category. Yeah. So. I, I think you do. LeBron lasted so long. You know, it was KD got next. KD never really got next. Yo, yeah, that, uh, hey, man. Well, part of this is the injury. When he was at the KD exact point, when he was at the exact point when he should be the one. And honestly, if you get a three-peat, which they were on the cusp of doing, sure. then maybe like people would have said now, even though as ugly as it was going to Golden State and doing it, it still, I think, would have been a thing where it's like we would have looked back and been 2017 or whatever. Shake out but it way. didn't quite happen. And then this year, I'm telling you, this was the year that I think cemented it for KD. I agree. It wasn't just that I he agree. lost. And by the, the way, first round well, I think the, the bubble was all weird, including the stuff that benefited us. In the meantime, LeBron did get another one. So it kind of, it never really was fully handed to KD. Now it's to the point, he, he lasted so long that then it was Yoke, the Jokic and Giannis types. They're in their primes now. They're right, 27, 28. Right. And I think we've got a new wave in already. Who else is in that generation? It's MB, It's the three MVP candidates. It's Giannis. Yeah, first of all, I think Giannis goes in. T- is, he has to be 1A. I know people are going to get mad at me for that, but he won a title. I just... I have to have the respect for for the guy that actually got it done, even if it wasn't Yoke's fault. Like he lost his teammates, but I still just like, I, you know what's going to happen? Yoke's going to win it, win, win the title next year. People are going to be like, it's Jaws League, and we're going to be like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? So I have to give it to Giannis for the fact that he had fifty points in a closeout oh, championship sure. game. Like he's one A. It would be him if anyone, but even still, in that time, another right. guy just went back to back. Well, what I'm saying, beat. right, right. What I'm saying is the generate. I'm just trying to establish sure. a generation, and I do think there is a micro generation that is Giannis and Bede Jokic. Those guys all kind of exist. I don't know if there's anybody else in that generation. Uh, is that Tatum? Is it no, because I think he's the next one. Like then you okay. go to Luca Tatum. Uh, Jamal Booker, like there's this other, you know, that there's this other group wave. of a next one who is but, arriving. But, you know, but KD t- is probably part of that initial generation. The, the no, because KD's old. I know you're right about this because Yoke's what 27, but yeah, KD's, but KD's like 31. He's, he's older. It's another micro generation. He's kind of in between. That involves Harden. You know what it is, man? It's the it's. I think someone just said this in the chat. It's the Euros. You had the three Euros, the three yeah, Euro bigs that just kind of ran rampant, and yeah. now you have this next wave too. Luca's in that Tatum, who still somehow is he really 23 still? Yeah, he's like really young. That's Feels like a bit, but he's yeah. still a child. So, 
that working my way to the actual answer to your question, I don't think it's any one person's league, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's yeah, really, it's, I agree. It, we, it's oppressive when it's one person's league. If you're not down with that dude. Yeah. Can I tell you, though, this is the thing. If you go to the 80s, Magic and Larry. Yep. If you go to the 90s, Michael Jordan. But he, you mentioned two guys the first time. Yeah, okay, but it, sometimes there's room for two guys. Like, yeah. Sometimes there if, you, if there's like a rivalry, that's interesting. If it's yeah. just like, like, I'm sure, you know, I, I wasn't old enough to have full consciousness of the nuance of uh, the plight that the Detroit Pistons were on, right, and whether right. or not Michael Jordan being the dominant force in the league was as obnoxious as the right. LeBron James era has been. Right. Um, but that... That sucks, you yeah. know. Like that, you, it's like, especially when you are spend all of your time following a team that is not part of the conversation. Generally speaking, you're sure. like, "Why am I doing this? Why yeah. do I love this as much as I do? Am I stupid?" Yes, I'm, I'm stupid. telling you, man. This whole debate that we're seeing, I mean, it's like a player should have a vote. First of all, players vote on like uh, awards internally. Oh my, oh my and, god! And like it's a this mess. year, T.J. Warren got a vote. Yeah, <laughs> like one is not very good, and two didn't play. But somehow, player, this is like player. You want to talk about people that give terrible. Uh, you know, dude, there's so many players that don't even like basketball. I swear to God. Right. Well, sure, sure. But Playing my, it, not my point it. is, I don't think that's a solve. But more, the, my bigger point is, I don't think that that's the right conversation. I think that we've come to this as like, oh, we have screwed up because we've screwed up the MVP and real hoopers know and this or that. And I think what it more is, is let's all step back and realize that for 30 years, we've been telling ourselves the wrong story about the uh, rabbit and the chase, right? Everybody's chasing the one guy. And we're at a point right now where it is not the case. And it is a prime opportunity for the media, meaning us, everybody else, to change the way that the NBA is looked at. Do I have faith that it's going to happen? More so than I think people would realize. Because I think this season is one that's smacking everyone in the face of like, look how cool it is that we I actually agree. have these different styles and storylines. And there's so much talent spread out throughout the league right, right now that you could, I mean, obviously we would love to see a deep Nuggets run. Jokic, in my opinion, of course, every bit of deserving of that batchback MVP run as one could be goes out in the first round. The league's okay. They could right. lose Giannis in the second round. They'll be fine. There's just enough interesting teams and players. What's to the keep worst final to? four you could put in that would really screw the league? It's definitely the Miami Heat. Yeah. Which um, by the way is a one seed. Milwaukee's compelling because of uh Giannis. Like Giannis. alone. Like he alone. Boston is compelling because they do have an interesting team, interesting style. It's, it's Boston though. It's Miami and Boston because those games would be like seventy eight sure. to eighty one. Um you go to the other side I'm a hater. I think Dallas is really boring to watch. Too, like, I too. just don't find them that interesting. <laughs> I don't hate any other guys. I just think their style yeah, is boring. Yeah, yeah they're totally boring style. And then, and then, of course, it would be, it's not going to happen, but Memphis. If you got those four teams, I do think this would break the mold where it's like, <laughs> man, I don't know. Because all those teams have like flaws that are pretty obvious. That's true. But And here's the last point I wanted to make on this. There, I, there's been so little legacy talk this postseason. Oh, and I, beautiful. Thank a, God. A big part of it, you know, Giannis got that crap out of the way. And I'm sure, you know, he still does have a, a, a say in this because yeah. another finals MVP and we have to have even another conversation about him probably. Steph, you know, if he is able to come back and get another one when it seemed like that was all done. Right. But for the most part, we're not relitigating this stuff after every game. Thank God. There's just You're basketball right. to that talk That is the LeBronification yeah. of the NBA. Yeah. It's like game two of the first round well, they now lose. Has what does it mean? MJ? Like, would MJ have lost game two of round one? There's See, no way he would have. The only thing that I have to say about that is that all of that energy that's pent up is now going towards the MVP. Exactly. It's so true. This, is what I'm, this was my point. That's this is actually what, what I was saying. <laughs> but, but maybe it's like we just always have to point that. It's probably the answer. Yes. But maybe it's also that we point it so hard at this one direction and people realize this is dumb. We should stop doing it. I do think there's a point there. Look, it's May 10th. The regular season ended on April 10th. The regular season began in October. It's eight months we've been doing this, and it's still going. The award's already been announced. What are we doing? I, I just hope know. at some point we look at the beard and are like, why are we still talking about the goddamn well, MVP? Off, well, I don't – that. If you're talking about, like, what the – because it, of the clicks – this is the thing like they they find yeah, it's yeah. the I mean that's what it is your initial question have they learned anything no they've not they've just right. found a different vessel because LeBron James unfortunately is not good enough to be in it anymore so they can't <laughs> just be like okay well if it's not about LeBron like uh, uh, let's make it about something yeah. that is like 
truly based in vitriol. It's a great deep point. disrespect, like unbelievable. Let's pit, let's I pit some two individuals against each other. I can't believe other. we solved it. The MVP discussion is so toxic because LeBron James isn't here. It's a million percent true. All of that. No it's more a million percent true. It's like we our dumbest conversations about LeBron are now our dumbest conversations yes. about the MVP debate. Yes. God damn it. You're absolutely right. I Eric. know. Uh, thank you. Also, I mean, I think I brought us here, but you, 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 put the, you sort you of put brought the, us in. You, it's like just you brought it. Yeah, yeah. You brought us to California, bro. I, I took us to Disneyland, my guy. That's right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm with that. I'm fine with that. And I, then I locked you up. I don't uh, think that's an can expression. I just say really quickly? Yeah. This came up. Uh, also, Disneyland. I know, not that great. That's uh, but, world, though. but can Disney I world? also not that my great? Point, my point: uh, it's funny to me how people are now really just like lines. routinely discounting the bubble run as uh, like it didn't count or it, like somehow it was less than when actually it, it contained the most difficult psychological element you'll ever experience in a tournament yeah. outside of being actually locked in prison. George George Carl always does this one to me where he says like, I, oh, like, the comeback. The Are you seeing teams come back from 3-1? I'm like, yeah, but you also probably wouldn't see them fall down. Like, you still would have come back to Denver and probably won the It doesn't games. matter. Like, it doesn't matter. The whole thing was different. It is completely different, but yeah. you can't possibly discount it. It was so much counts. more yeah. psychologically yeah. heavy than yeah. any other series or we'll ever see in our lives. Who are we rooting for in the playoffs? Eric, who is there any? I know it's, you're not rooting for anyone, but who would you least like to see lose? I just want, I honestly want the uh, Warriors to win it all. I want the Warriors to win. By never winning, going more than five. Never going more than five, sweeping, just <laughs> blowing everybody out. And then you're like, hey, man, listen. Listen. Like Jokic lost in the first round. We can't talk about LeBron, so we're going to talk. We're going to relitigate the MVP. <laughs> was it actually more. the best MVP that's ever been? <laughs> yeah, won? like somehow the Nuggets actually performed the best against the yeah, Warriors. Really we just never realized yeah. that until the end. I agree. I think Warriors winning is least damaging to my myriad agendas. <laughs> I know. <If> Giannis, <laughs> this is the NBA in a nutshell. We all create agendas and then have to. Like, it's so dumb. Like you really don't want them. the Celtics to. Win. That's your nightmare scenario. Oh my god! I really Celt- don't. I which think Seventy Sixers like, is the nightmare scenario. Which is like I'm one of the sorry. most fun oh, teams 76ers to watch. Is by the way, the nightmare scenario. Sixers by far worse. Than all right, let me run through my agendas. Even though we just yeah, talked let's go about through the agendas. What's the worst one? league is without them. What's the worst okay, that could happen? I can't have the Celtics win. I just can't. So that's your number one, dude. Wouldn't bother me. It is my number one. Wouldn't bother me. Other than it would, I just know the worst people on earth would be happy. That's the number two is Philly. Number three is Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix directly correlates to my depression about the Nuggets. Yeah. Their rise with Denver's the rug being pulled out beneath them. Yeah. Um. And then here's the thing. I wouldn't. I don't root against this from an outcome standpoint. Like, I like the Bucks. It'd be real. Giannis is awesome. I, it would be really hard to sit up here with a straight face and call Jokic the best player in the world if Giannis goes, gets another Finals MVP. Uh, look, man, Jokic can become the greatest player in the league when he wins the title. Like yeah. maybe no, as soon as next year. So for yeah. me, I would rather you just, you I, don't here's call the, the best about player in the world. Jokic becoming Jokic becoming the best player in the world to me, I would rather he take it than it be given to him. Right. You know what I mean? So like for That's me, I don't so. mind if Giannis wins. Like I like Giannis. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Give me the worst case scenarios first. So oh, worst case scenario number one with a bullet: the 76ers yeah, win even is. this round. Yeah, I know. I know, dude. <laughs> That's the that goddamn so Miami true. Heat. Like they're not <laughs> even good. <laughs> like, like that. The residual effect of that will be felt for the rest of our lives. Uh. Unfortunately, uh, so that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Uh, Phoenix Suns, the second worst, no question. Uh, then I don't care. The rest of it, I'm like, that's how okay. I feel. That's you know, how I feel. I've only got two. It's they're just two, two pain points. They just happen to be very hot, those pain points. I d- Dallas would pass Denver. Like, if they beat the Suns in this round, as much as I would enjoy it because I don't want to see it, it does feel like another team that, like, surpasses your kind of like, damn, now but we're chasing they, but, Dallas. Right, but who cares? Like, at least it's a fair fight. At least it's a fair race yeah. at this point. They, they passed us because we've been stuck. Same goes for Memphis. We've out. been stuck in the mud, man. Everyone's going to pass us. Dallas yeah. could be one win from the trophy. I'd be up here into a mic like, I just don't think they're that good. <laughs> I know. I know. I just like, we might be that. We might be at that I point know, where I we're just we like, what? Are, they're 2-2 two, two with Phoenix. <laughs> like, it's going to come down. <laughs> and I'm like, get these guys out. They're like, Maxi Kleber's not a player who hits seven threes. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. You're like, Luca's too doughy. All right, let's hit our final break. By the way, Kale, who in the chat? What was the chat? What was everybody going for in the chat? Nobody. A little bit. All right, well, there we you go. You guys got your own thing going? <laughs> they have their own conversation. <laughs> like, someone's like, I hate Miami, Philly, and Boston. Hell yeah. Just all get right, the East well, Coast all Just the, the East Coast. Yeah, just the Holy East I hate the they Eastern suck, Seaboard. Is yeah, what you're me saying. too. really hate Boston. Nothing good has come out of Boston. I like Except Boston. for Goodwood Hunting. 
A bit and of that a was like okay. bias guy myself. Oh, well, had its w- moments. Had its moments. Goodwill Hunting is a little bit ridiculous if you look back on it. It's a good movie with some not good parts, but it's a really good movie. I still like. I'm not going to shit it's on it. Not your fault, Adam. Not my fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> you can't watch that particular film on Ivaca TV, but you can catch How your you local know? Colorado you know? sports yeah. because they have local networks like Altitude Sports. And uh, yeah, that's really what you wanted to hear. Did you have trouble watching the Avs and the Nuggets this season? That's a rhetorical question. You did, and you shouldn't have, because those are your local teams, your taxpayers, your ticket buyers, your merch are two buyers. Incredible goddamn teams with yeah. generational talent that uh, all those who have kept them from us should fe- face the wrath. So listen, Colorado ins. Coloradans. Coloradans. Coloradoans. Yeah, you're not one. Uh, the Colorado. The service is now available in Denver and Colorado Springs. So go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. Use promo code DNVR. You get $10 off your first three months. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's only $15 uh, per bro. month for the first three months plus receiver. Go to Ivaca TV. It gets the people going. Let's go. Eric, if I wanted uh-huh. to get my hand sure. on Sawana uh, Optimal's fast asleep <laughs> products, I would go to Light. I would go to Light Chain, <laughs> Colorado's premier dispensary. They have eleven locations, uh, and if you go to any of those locations, you can find Wana products. If you need to catch up on some shut eye after the big game, mm-hmm. no matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling reasted and refreshed in the morning. Holy smokes! Over the counter pharmaceuticals, those knock you out with uh, powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. But not Wana. Nope. Optimals, fast asleep. Go to Light Shade and say I listen to the DNBR podcast. Don't make it that complicated. Oh, wait, no? What do you have to do? Do you scream DNVR as loud as you can? DNVR! And the one thing that they won't give you the discount unless they feel your hot breath on their nose. Yeah, they want to hear you. (laughs) They want to know that you mean business. Use your outside voice. (laughs) I hope we get a call one day like, like, please stop. (laughs) They're like, we are being screamed at. (laughs) It's really annoying. No, just say it quietly. And they'll give you 25% off all non-sale items. Not once, not twice. Every single time that you come in. Okay. We back? We're back. All right, we back. Yeah. Are you back? Final segment here on the show. First of all, I wanted to ask you. So you, say it's Coloradans. Are you Coloradan? Would you consider yourself a Coloradan? I don't know. Is that up to me? It, it is like up to you. It, it, it is. Up, it's up to me. It's up to me. I've lived here my whole life. Adam has too. It doesn't matter. He, it's up to me. Yes, you're yeah. Coloradan. If you declare yourself here, here's the thing: is like if you adopt one sports team. No, no, no. First of all, you have to. I mean, that's part of it. Like, you have to. You have to. But if you adopt I think you only to. one sports team as your true... I don't think you can hate any of the sports teams, though. I really don't. Uh. I don't think you can come in and be like, you know what? But I hate this one and I really... I think or if you do, you could silently do it. There's one I don't it. particularly care for, but I'll never tell you which one it is. <laughs> Doesn't the Nuggets? It's the goddamn the Nuggets. nuggets the they just really drive. I do nuts. consider this my home for sure. That's the thing. But part of it being a home is then you like take care of your home. I was looking at Bomani because Bomani is my favorite. He did a bit today on uh, how California for the second year in a row has actually shrunk, not grown in population. Why? Oh. All they're all infecting the rest of the st- the rest of the states. <laughs> they are infecting. Oh, you look at it. They screwed up so bad that now they're screwing up every other uh, state's housing market. That's how bad they screwed up their own. Yep. Anyway, long story short, you're a Colorado if you want to be. So all of you moving here, you can be if you want. You, it, you it, have it, to adopt it. It you comes can't, down like, to desire. You yes, you can't come in and be like, uh, and then just build California here. Right. And then you're not. Then you're like, you don't want to be. If you want to be part of us, we want you, bro. The phrase I we use, want you. If you want to be part of us. Any club that uh, or we're it, a club that's the opposite you, of a Freudian thing. You're, you're, you're about to screw that not up. Not Freudian, but uh, it's it's the Marx Brothers. Well, the Marx are channeling <laughs> Freud on this. What he says, Fair I wouldn't enough. want to be a part of a club that. But has that's Groucho Marx. That's not Sigmund Freud. Anyway, point being uh, that this if you want to be a member of the club, the club shall embrace you. Um, and if you want to foster the uh, not the, the culture that was there, enhance it, not just stick to it entirely, but not try to wholly replace. Then you are one of us, and we will welcome you with open arms. I always feel like you don't want to rent a zip code, or I didn't want to coming here. No. Like I didn't want to just pay my rent and call it a day. Right. I wanted to take from Denver. I wanted to give to Denver. Correct. Yeah. Vote always gets mad and uncomfortable when I speak truths on the show. You ever notice that? What did oh. you do that I didn't like? What you, uh, when I started talking about infecting the no, rest I just of them. I'm sorry, but look at Idaho Falls. They're having a very difficult housing crisis themselves. All right, here we go. Well, Let's move on. <laughs> a rapid fire. Rapid fire. Thick <laughs> topics here, guys. Ty Lawson is joining the big three. Scale of one to ten, what's your excitement level to see Ty Lawson back on the hardwood floor? Here, not in China. He was in China yeah. for a while. Now he's back here. You're going to watch him in the big three. Eric? 
I love Ty Lawson. Me too, man. People don't I realize this. I love, love him. I love Ty Lawson. Like he was great. I he was he would do guest appearances on the radio alongside Moj, and he was fantastic. He was super funny. He would be on TMZ telling Kobe he was going to bust their ass, and then he would do it. He kind of had a lot of bones in him, if you know it. Like he was like real and unguarded Dude, you know what the, i mean like i love tyler plus he would get hot and funny. just like hit threes one after the he's so like quick. the record for the num- most threes i think in a quarter for the nuggets it was like eight um <laughs> or in a game it, it, i love tyler yeah, i would i nothing I, would make me happier than to see his redemption story play out unfortunately it, it, well i mean some kind of redemption story because he does not deserve what has happened to him um, I mean, I understand you're, gonna, <laughs> you're going to say that you're going to say that his own actions, obviously, but I just mean like, as just a, a weird human, way to phrase that. I didn't as a like... human being, listen, he's a, he's, he's bigger than the choices he's made. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank God this is an off season episode. <laughs> Anyone outside episode. of the market. Listens uh, to Ty Lawson. You see, you don't really have a connection to Ty Lawson. I don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I have a, I have a, a Ty Lawson action figure. Dude, I have he was a Ty fun, Lawson jersey. He was fun. He was funny. He was personal. He was down to earth. I just, Mostly he was not just a dick. The big three doesn't really. No, I mean the big the, the three. The big three doesn't move for you. Really? I, I mean, if it's all it doesn't I'll move watch, for me at all. But I'm not. Man, Mahmoud going off didn't do anything for you. I love Mahmoud. the idea. Mahmoud with the gray, everything gray, but he looks the exact. Mahmoud looks exactly like he did in 1996, just if you spray painted him gray. He's Yo, like he's you, like you, you I'm sure. Do? The same haircut. Let's all build a Nuggets alumni big. <laughs> it's not even an insult, Andre. What's that? Let's build a Nuggets alumni big three team. Kenyon oh. Martin, Mahmoud, Ty Lawson is kind of small. No, Ooh, no. Do uh, we need a wing out there? Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Can we get Birdman? <laughs> I want Birdman. Oh, Birdman is a perfect he big is a three. Perfect I know. Three Screen, roll, that's it. I know. Oh, no, Kenyon Martin kind of is too. Yeah. Kenyon Martin. Oh, man. I get thrown tough. out of the big three. Yeah. What else we got? They uh, can still get buckets. Kenneth Freed could do some big three, could right? still get some buckets. What man? about Marcus Camby? Marcus Camby wants no part of the big three. Man. That's we're not asking if they they want to take part in. <laughs> yeah. This is our big three. How many over under zero point five times Marcus Camby has played basketball since retiring? <laughs> it's definitely under. You think so? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, Nate <laughs> Rob. Someone said Nate Rob. No, Nate. Oh, Rob. Nate Robinson. Yeah. No, he's a big three. Or come on. But I, think I know he's I, actually I, in the big three. Dude, I Nate, believe, right? Nate Robinson was a destructive force in the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> like, I do not, I have, like, I don't Emmanuel hate Moutier. Nate Robinson, but it's like, I look back at him, I'm like, that was a rough time. Tyler Lydon, Emmanuel Moutier, who else is no longer in the league? Oh my I was God. on the Nuggets very recently. Oh, actually, you know, you know who would be, oh, Jesus, man. you know who would actually be a good big three player? Jameer Nelson. Yeah. I guarantee you Jameer Nelson would still tear up the big three. I love Jameer Nelson, I do too, too man. I love Jameer. Jameer my favorite thing about Jameer was every single time he was asked, like, are you a mentor to Emmanuel Moody? He's like, I'm not here to be a mentor. I'm here to play. That's awesome. I'm he, not going to teach this. Not that I could teach this fool. He went, he went Joe, full Joe Flacco. I, he I guess I forgot about but that. It, but professionally, you know, I just love, Jameer was a pro's pro, man. Harrison says, some say I played a big role in Ty Lawson leaving Denver. Is that an inside joke? No, no. So because he at the draft posted the video of Ty Lawson smoking hookah saying, oh, they drafted a point guard. They're going to trade me. Yeah. Because he was. You have to. Rem- this is what's so crazy. I'm glad you brought this up, Harrison, because here's what's so crazy. This is the world. It was 2014. Oh, uh, take us back. Uh, taking us way back. It sounds like it was forever ago. You know, what was oh. really weird and out of pocket. Athletes live streaming themselves. Yeah. Ty Lawson live streaming himself smoking hookah was scandalous. Scandalous. Well, it was scandalous because it was also in direct opposition of the image that he had given off. No, well, entirely. well, I think he'd also gotten a deal. Like the, he was on. It, he was already frank. He was already frank. But my my point is, I remember when Gilbert Arenas back in two thousand six <laughs> was like blogging, and everyone's like, he should be focused on basketball, not blog. <laughs> it's like, guys, Gil was just ahead of the curve on yeah. like what was. Now coming. we're like, Bones, do you want to blog for us? <laughs> yeah, do you want to yeah. blog? So anyway, you're right, Harrison. That was a very scandalous thing, which at the time now would have merely been dumb. Yeah, I know. We would have just been like, ah, you knucklehead. I remember even he was asked about Tim Conley was asked about it, and he's like, did you see that Ty Lawson was live streaming this? And he's like, yeah, you know. If you ask me what I think, I don't love it, but you know, whatever. So yeah, I don't know, that yeah, was, yeah. what a scandalous thing, Harrison, when ruining the Nuggets <laughs> or building the new Nuggets. I don't uh, know. I, don't know. I, I'm, I still really like. Titles. I do think that one thing we could do for the brand is one of us could chase a star out of town. Oh. <laughs> which star? Which star? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Oh trailer for his new movie, fully out now. We can Ooh. all see it. He stars in it with Adam Sandler. Uh, 
Scale of one to ten, how excited are we for this movie? Nine. You're a nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm somewhere in between. Mm, I think a zero and a one. <laughs> really? That low? I knew that was coming. There's no way, man. There's no way. You have to, whether it's because there's different things, ways to be interested. Not interested as in like, I'm about to see some great cinema or be entertained, but just as in What's like. What's the one where I don't watch it? You're not going to watch it? <laughs> I don't think so. This is insane, right? <laughs> This is insane. It's no, it's not. Like, this is like someone Space Jam Gordon's in it. Remember when Space Jam came out? I didn't watch that this either. Isn't but that Space didn't have. Jam. Did it have Nuggets? I remember when don't Blue know. Chips came out and I, it was the worst Blue movie Ch- I ever oh, saw. Oh no way! Blue <laughs> Chips was not the worst movie Nick I ever saw. Nick Nolte was just yeah, drunk Blue in the Chips bayou. Blue Chips was not the worst movie. Get me out of here. Blue <laughs> Chips is an average <laughs> sports movie. This is the yeah. I think let's settle this. Blue Chips is honestly a 65th percentile sports movie. We're grading it on a curve. But it's a 65th percentile sports movie. It's like a 40, 40th percentile movie. <laughs> it's like a 14 percentile movie. Not 14. Movie. You're oh going way too low. See Blue Chips is Wancho not bad. Can you can watch end. it. Wancho, though, look, first of all, you want to talk about bad genres of sports movie. Adam Sandler, I'm so, this might sound sacred. I don't find his movies entertaining, like even his dramatic ones, Hidden Gems. Didn't think that was like some You didn't think that work. that was Interesting? Interesting. I was I was in, interested for for a time. <laughs> this man watches it helped, birds. It held me for morning. a while. I know what happened. So you're telling me that the the <laughs> that gazing at a bird sitting on a perch for hours and hours is enough to keep your attention, but the high pace drama and the unknowing of what was going to happen, starring Kevin Garnett, wasn't enough to keep your attention. You go birding, you don't know what you're going to see. You're not staring at one bird for oh hours. God, you're staring at multiple birds. This is just unbelievable. Why go searching. see an Academy Award nominated film when you can watch birds? I'm just saying, I don't know that this movie is going to be necessarily great, but oh, I'm I extremely excited to watch Wancho in it. I can't wait to see. I will say this. The trailer, acting was... <laughs> there was like some really quick you cuts watch on the acting, and Wan- I was kind of like, oof. Wancho became like... Even more foreign throughout that book. <laughs> like he became, it was. It he was, like screws up the accent. The best like, what? The trailer is he goes, Anthony Edwards goes, Where are you from? And he goes, Spain. He goes, Sounds whack. <laughs> <laughs> the entire country in Spain. Sounds whack. Sounds whack. <laughs> like, have you never heard like, of Spain? Have you heard of Spain? That's like, come is on, he man. describing oh. a new place to you. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. That was a great line. I didn't sounds know that one. Spain sounds, sounds whack. whack. An Dude, what happened? High five someone. What, what if Wancho's just a great actor, man? That's what, what if I'm he's saying. just like what if what if what if this we discuss this? Role? What if we we discuss this? We there did. is a chance. Well, we when I say we, I always mean me and Brendan. Okay, um, we discussed that. What if it, Wancho Hernan Gomez becomes the brand new Rocky for this? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in the chat. That wasn't much of a discussion. Yeah, also, well, like, what the hell do you mean he becomes Rocky? He becomes <laughs> a a story that is. Somebody coming from difficult up a, a difficult surrounding and raising up to glory. Are you talking about the movie? The, ro- the movie Rocky. No, but are you talking about this movie? Watches? I don't even yeah, yeah, yeah. Called. That they look at him and that in Philadelphia his- next to Rocky they have Wancho oh, Hernan Gomez. I see what you're saying now. That would be so great. Yeah. But he's like shooting a basket and yeah. over Anthony Edwards saying like, "This that's whack." What's the name of this episode? <laughs> this would be so. I don't know. When I upload this yeah. later, this would be so great if the two most famous athletes to ever come out of Philadelphia are Rocky. Balboa and whatever Wancho's character Wancho, name is. <laughs> They're like one, two on the list of all-time great name is like, athletes. Like, just like, we don't, we don't know what it is. We, we probably could Google okay. it and find out what I it is. I was like super Spanish. What, like, would, you, what would you make it? I Enrique? Like, Are we doing like... Like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know, Ponce de Leon. <laughs> I, I just... Is it weird that like Wancho's still in the league and he's about to play a prospect that's like better than he is? Yeah, that's or tough. Ever was that is tough. He's gonna he's going and like dunking on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, and then like, in, you can't. And do then that, at though. Timberwolf practice, like Anthony Edwards if we just game, destroying. Yeah. If we, skip Timberwolves honestly, practice. Honestly, if we game this theory movie. this out for Wancho, it's his best bet. Like what happened in this movie? I know, yeah. He was on the Timberwolves. He gets Anthony Edwards a big part in this role. What if it's like he stays in the league for ten more years just because he's so connected to move to yeah, yeah, Hollywood yeah. that everyone's like he, he's like Richard. Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Lakers just keep citing him because they're like, he's going to help like he's recruit. He's a player coach, right? He's going to help recruit new players here. Dude. Wancho. It's a whole new era, dude. Uh, I'm so into era. this. Last topic I have here in this potpourri section. Tom Brady signed a $375 million <laughs> TVD. He's not another year of playing, but then he's going to start a 10-year $375 million. He is going to make more money broadcasting than he will as a player, at least from his salary. Here's what's crazy to me, guys. I... 
I've had like various Nate Jones, one of the best followers on all basketball Twitter. He's like an industry. He gets he's the guy that like NBA business or sports business. He gets it. He says this deal is not for the audience. This deal is for advertisers because advertisers are going to say, "Ooh, I could be an ad partner for the Tom Brady Monday Night Football crew or whatever it is that he ends up doing," and they will pay more money, even though the return from an audience perspective will be negligible. And I thought this makes a lot of sense, but it also got me thinking this. Earlier this week, we saw Draymond Green going, I don't even remember, Mad Dog, whatever Mad Dog is, because Mad Dog had like some pretty racially coded comments that he was saying, and he went at him saying, hey, something to the effect of welcome to the new media, we're taking over. Us as athletes are taking over. And I thought there's a lot of athletes now have the ability to sort of take over some territory in two different ways. One, Draymond Green, the self-podcast, which is fantastic. I'm a big fan of it. The other is Tom Brady signing this half a billion dollar deal, or almost half a billion dollar deal to be a broadcast partner. I actually do think this is, we don't realize it yet, I actually do think this is a bit of a watershed moment for how media works in particular when you see that kind of money being thrown around. Well, it just tells, it first off shows you how much money is involved in this world Yeah, in general, is that, that money like that can be given to one person. You know, and Joe it, Buck was like, I, I negotiated one and a half million. Is he really 300 times better than but me? Like, but what it means is that the, 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 the pool of money that, that is the, at the top of the yeah, deer tick is just so like much. unfathomable. It really and it, is. it goes to like, you know, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, Kale, yeah. That's more than and, he made in any given year playing football, correct? Yeah. The yeah. annual value. By, by, a good margin. by a good margin. Yeah. But the other thing is that. More the, than double, I what think. What that guy said about it, uh, Nate Jones. Yeah. Uh, said about it being it's a tough for the, the advert. Well, listen, it's a tough name if you don't know who it is. Um, but the point, like, it being for the advertisers is true at first, but that becomes the cachet right. re- is removed if the, if the broadcast is not good. Um, RK believes that he will not be good. I think he'll be good. Tom Brady. Like he's, he's shown himself. He's been on the, uh, uh, on the, um, the match that, uh, that golf show where he was. That's right. And yeah. he, he had a, uh, I would say a human like quality to him that I found, uh, you know, like reasonable to <laughs> endure. It's funny. Cause he's like maybe the least accessible human. Like he's right yeah. up there in the he top probably 1% drinks child blood. Yeah. In the morning. Well, the other thing is that Kale mentioned that his, his supermodel, uh, wife is also a billionaire. They have a lot of money, yeah. I'm so, sure. like, why? Like, what is he doing? What is the what is the end game? Is the, Tom Brady looking to no, buy no, you the know universe? what he's doing? He's doing exactly what the f he wants to do, which is awesome. This is the point. Like, if you not could, spend time with his family, but under I'm saying any like, circumstances. But I'm saying like, yeah, honestly, like, we're talking about he works 17 weeks a year, like at this new job. Bad. It's actually it's a the lot greatest job ever. Are you kidding me? If I could pick one job, it would be it's actually 17 days of work. I a year. actually did this job and. I'm doing this job right now without getting paid. Yeah, so that's right. Maybe yeah. I understand yeah. Tom Brady's yeah. You actually get it now. <laughs> you're not, day you just you're not lumber in here. $370. No I would to. take $370. I think it's going to frame the conversation for sports media for years to come. This athlete takeover, the value athlete voices have in this, but also the limitations. And Draymond Green, phenomenal. Yep. He really gets it on a lot of levels. He's not perfect. Nobody is. Nobody, no one perspective is no. the correct perspective. You need a lot of different perspectives, in my opinion. Eric's is close. To have more. <laughs> Pretty, pretty close to perfect. So the Nietzsche line with more eyeballs, you can look at the thing. The more complete your objectivity can become. I honestly think that's how it is. Like that's Draymond why provides yes. maybe the most perspective. That's why flies he are gives the an wisest. athlete ones. He has good analyst voice. He has all these different perspectives he can give, but he's not the only one. I think we're going to see some real positives, some real negatives from that athletes starting to give because athletes have been really bad and not the, the, bad the, at sharing perspective, but also like not compelling. How here, many times have you read a the terrible problem, at tri- player's tribune story? Here's like, the problem sucks. with the athlete perspective is that you think that the hockey community is gatekeepy. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so true. The athletes yeah, the refer athlete to it won. as uh, it's our game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, our perspective is correct. They yeah. they have a, a, a feeling that uh, – Doing and observing are equal, which is not true. One is like what a scientist does. The other one is a, what a larva does. <laughs> um, you, it doesn't mean that they understand everything that's happening that's in the world. <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> um, but it, it's like it gives perspective on things that are larger than them. Sometimes you don't understand. Michael Jordan doesn't understand how other players can't be good like he is because he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he doesn't have a, a multitude of eyes. What's funny is Charles Barkley is great, not necessarily because he gives great insight into what it's like to be a player. He's just great as a person. He's a hilarious guy. He's a great personality. Like his, his player comp- anecdotes are actually the worst the part. The worst part. Yeah. He doesn't understand that the league has changed. He just yeah, doesn't comprehend Every time you watch those guys, they're like, they're like, when they get down to it, they're like, man, that guy's soft. 
And you're like, all right. The other like, day, Chuck gave bad advice on how to land in midair. Like, just like the opposite <laughs> advice that a trainer would give you. He's like, don't try to catch yourself. Just like fall on your back. And you're like, what? He said that on the air. And, and everyone's going, you know what? This is great. Like, I love Chuck. I love go Chuck. With it. Go with it. He's so good. I think Draymond does provide the most, like, of all of these things, but even he is limited. And even he has takes sometimes that I'm just like, dude, no, like, I, I but it's just how it works. Yeah. I just think you're good or you're not like, I don't yeah. think we're ever going to completely. Oh, like the, Matisse Tybel made that great documentary in the bubble. Cause he's a talented film editor. Right. Right. Somehow. Right. It's not <laughs> Troy Daniels made one player. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's right. King. I imagine walking through D lines head is like walking through meow wolf. That's probably true. Not that. I mean, there's fewer kids. Dream. <laughs> The, the Players' Tribune. The Players' Tribune point is is important, though. I remember when that started, yeah. and I remember the is this going to change everything? And it didn't. It just wasn't good enough. Right. It never replaced anything. Totally. I think what happened was you had some very authentic and natural ones, and then you had the guys that are like, I want to be like that. Yeah. Make let's write that authentic piece of me where I look cool. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, you're not cool. So I can't reveal, hold the mirror up to you because it's kind of ugly. To, I don't know what to tell you. I looked at you when I said that, didn't I? I did, like deep into my eyes. Yeah, I didn't mean to. But <laughs> felt subconsciously, maybe. I really felt like it was going so So, Eric, you hated this show? I thought it was a good one. This show? Uh, it was like walking through Meow Wolf is my, my kind of show. <laughs> it's, like it's definitely through. our most cancelable show of the offseason. <laughs> no question. Well, it's the first of many. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Don't. Oh, we have a super chat. We came in from <laughs> Pavel Do Dokic or Dokic. I don't know. I think it's Dokic. Can you do the Jokic fit table again? <laughs> What's this? It's the bit we did yesterday. I don't remember. It this. was a what disaster. Our oh, segment three. Where we decide who fits alongside Jokic and every oh, player. Jesus. Every player that's played with them is like is has been just absolutely the, torn to shreds. Chat was thoroughly disgusted with us. It was a tough look. It, I stand by it. it was, <laughs> we did a bad job of it. Yeah, we did. But I stand by it as a. I feel like I learned something from failing at that. I don't even think we failed at it. I just think that everyone is good next to Jokic, and it just <laughs> this is what part it, of its What it is is it. that it just shows you that the Nuggets have been running with some like pretty subpar pieces. Yeah, which we don't right. like to admit. But I think I just did. <laughs> on that note, hit the like button on the way out, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow.